0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher.
1: We're continuing our journey through the Psalms this week, Colin, as we're seeking to find out more about the character and the person of God. We've reached Psalm 105. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name.
0: Make known among the nations what he has done. Uh, We've been seeing this tremendous sense of praise that, of course, is, is there in so many of the Psalms. I want to focus today, really, on the way in which the Word of God, and these Psalms in particular, build and encourage our faith. Uh, We saw that on Friday when we were looking at Psalm 103, where David was talking to himself, to his own soul, saying, well, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then he gave himself these five good reasons for doing it. He forgives all my sins, he heals all my diseases, he redeems my life from the pit, he crowns me with uh, love and compassion. He grants the desires of my heart, renewing my youth like the eagles. Now, those are are five pretty good reasons uh, for praising the Lord. And you see, when you remember what he does, your faith is encouraged. So here in Psalm 105, we read in verse 3, Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Now, it doesn't matter what your situation, you see don't just regard the situation, don't complain and moan and groan about the circumstances, look to the Lord. Then it says in verse five, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You see, as you begin to recall the great and wonderful things that God has done, and how great and mighty he is because his works are simply an expression of who he is, then you begin to get a new perspective on your problems, on the needs, difficulties that you're encountering. And, and you begin to see, well, God is so much bigger than my situation. He's so much greater than my problem. He is so, so able, therefore, to deal with the circumstances if only I trust in him. And then we we read in verse eight, he remembers his covenant forever. Now he has covenanted with us to keep his promises, to obey his word. And you know he says that he will give us whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, um, whatever we ask. So he he remembers his covenant, the word he commanded for a thousand generations. Now. David uh, here, the psalmist, talks about the covenant made with Abraham and and Isaac and Jacob. Uh, We, of course, have a new covenant that has been established through Jesus. So, uh, the promises of the new covenant are even greater than the promises of the old covenant. And even as we recall what Jesus has done, we recall the, the victory of the cross, that he has overcome all the powers of darkness, that he has uh, borne all our infirmities. He's carried the Uh, borne the punishment that we deserve, that by his stripes we are healed. You see, we recall what he's done and then we say, yes, now I can live in the good of what he has done. So you go on to verse 24 and the psalmist says, the Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people to conspire against his servants. You see, he gave them victory over their enemies. Now, this is not just victory over people, but cancer might be your enemy, sickness might be your enemy, oppression might be your enemy, um, the, the deceit of others might be whatever it is, God is able to give you victory. They performed his miraculous signs among them, we read. Uh, he sent, uh, and, 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 and you see, th- this is the great thing, that, that God God is just able to change the circumstances by speaking, um, and and the psalmist goes back. Uh, of course, he, he's looking back to to the way that God delivered His people out of Egypt and in the in the wilderness. Um, Uh, It says in verse 39, he spread out a cloud as a covering and a fire to give light at night. They asked and he brought them quail and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water gushed out like a river. It flowed in the desert. Uh, You see, although the circumstances of his people were so dire and desperate, God provided, God met their need. And, And today we we, we don't look just to what God did there in the wilderness but to what God has done in Christ in meeting every need And, and we can therefore be full of hope and of expectation in what God will do because just as he remembered his holy promises under the old covenant so he remembers every promise that he's made Um, to us through Jesus. The big question, Julia, is this, do we believe those promises? Do we really believe that whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, he will give us? We, we want to believe that, but do we believe it? Do we believe that we have received whatever we ask in prayer? Do we believe of the, with absolute assurance and certainty that we will receive what we ask for? Because, you know, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And I think sometimes we have to admit, well, I'm not quite in that place of faith, in which case we need to say, well, Lord, forgive my unbelief and just speak your word into my heart by your spirit to bring me to that place of faith where I am just have this absolute assurance that you are going to lead me to the victory that you have made possible through Christ.
1: Do you think it's interesting the way in which David reminds himself of God's faithfulness by remembering things that have happened in the past? That's quite a little hint for us, isn't it?
0: Yes, and of course one of the great things about being part of the fellowship of the church is that when you are in need, you are surrounded by others who can help to keep you focused on the Lord and your pastor and leaders should be doing that all the time uh, so that they're not just contemplating the problem with you, but they're helping you to keep your focus on the answer to the problem. And uh, that's, that's great. That's wonderful.
1: So in Psalm 106, we were reminded that God's love endures forever. And this has to be a very, very important aspect of his character.
0: Yes, it does. Um, God's faithfulness is at the heart of his whole relationship with us. Uh, You see, we can afford to trust him because he is faithful. We can trust in his word because he is faithful uh, to keep his word. We can trust in his promises because he is faithful in fulfilling those promises. So, you know, it's great to to actually just be so aware of god's faithfulness not in theory but in reality his faithfulness to you and that he will be faithful in honoring every word that you believe so you know um blessed we're we're, we're a blessed people um, remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people, come to my aid when you save them, that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may share in the joy of your nation and join your inheritance in giving praise. You see, it's all so positive, isn't it? And, and even though the psalmist goes on to say, well, we've sinned as our fathers did, we've, we've failed just as they did, yet there's always the promise That when we turn back to God, when we come back to His ways, that He is merciful to receive us. He's ready to forgive us. He's always ready to restore us. And He restores us so that uh, we can then be blessed again. And this is the amazing thing of God. So, you, you know, you go on to the end of Psalm 106, verse 47 save us. O Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, I, I often feel that that some of these psalms are what I call a praise sandwich. They begin with praise, they end with praise. In the middle there is the outworking of the will of God. There is Uh, identification with us in our need as there is in this psalm. But there is also the pointing towards the Lord who is the answer to the need. Yes, God justifiably sometimes has to deal with his people in quite hard and harsh ways, but only to bring them back to the place of blessing and to faithfulness to him so that he can fulfill his promises to them.
1: I suppose Psalm 106 contrasts God's faithfulness with... Uh oh, unfaithfulness, really, the unfaithfulness of human beings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You see, it doesn't matter what man does to you. God is always the same. He is always consistent. And I suppose uh, I've had my share, like many people listening, of those that have betrayed me, those that have uh, really failed me and let me down in all kinds of ways. But you see, God has never failed me. He's never let me down. He's never betrayed me. Um, and this is the whole thing about relationship with God. He is absolutely, totally, utterly consistent, and that, that's such a, a foundation, really, for our faith that, that um, he can actually cause us to be faithful and consistent, too, because faithfulness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So by trusting in God's faithfulness, we learn how to become faithful people ourselves. And, you know, I, I just want to really testify that praise is so powerful because it doesn't matter what situation you're in, praise enables you to focus on the Lord, on his majesty, on his greatness, on who he is, on his power, on his ability to enter in and transform in, uh, any situation, no matter how dire it may seem. And you know, how great is the mercy of God that even when we do mess up and foul up, even when we could point to the problems in our lives and say, well, that was my own fault. I brought it upon myself. Yet still he is ready to forgive us. Still he is ready to meet with us. Still he is ready to restore us to the tremendous blessings that are our inheritance in Christ.